listening to Speaking with One Voice with Rodney Payne. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, topics you'd like discussed on the show, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. You can also search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking with One Voice. Now, here's your host, Rodney Payne. Hello, and welcome to Speaking with One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. I'm so glad you took time out of your busy schedule to join us on Speaking with One Voice, your weekly podcast designed to help you, the leader, to grow with real, relevant content that you can apply in your everyday leadership life and get better. Listen, I am so excited. We are getting closer and closer. October 7th is right around the corner, and you want to make your plans to be in the place. That's right. Live to Lead. Live to Lead is happening October 7th right here in Oklahoma City, a live simulcast featuring John Maxwell, Patrick Lencioni, Eric Thomas, Dr. Tim Elmore, and Doris Kearns Goodwin. We are excited about our lineup, and don't forget, we've got a special presentation. I'm trying to keep the cat in the bag, but I've got to tell you, you want to be in the room. We're going to have a special presentation on decision-making, going to have some group roundtables, and going to have an amazing time. Thanks to our sponsors, Resupply and Metrotech, and you can still sponsor if you're interested. Listen, I've got so much to say about that, but let me get into today's topic. Today on Speaking with One Voice, we're going to talk about Facing the fear of failure. Facing the fear of failure. When we think about fear, fear is a distressing emotion. Uh, it's it, it's caused by an impending danger. You're anticipating pain, uh, disappointment. Whether the threat you're facing is real or whether it's imagined or made up in your head, it doesn't really matter. The feeling or condition of being afraid, fear, is something that creates so much or so many challenges for leaders. But when you attach fear to failing, then you take us to a completely different level. What do you mean? Well, failing is obviously falling short of the success that you desire, not making the achievement that you want, uh, something that you expect that you're going to be able to uh, handle and, uh, and attain, and you don't get it, something you desire, but it seems to escape you. Uh, failure comes out as a disapproval of your effort, so to speak. So when you tie the two together, the fear of failure, this is a leader who is afraid of something that may or may not be real, but ultimately that it hinders them from making their desired objective or goal. Uh, really, what we're talking about is fear is something that stops leaders from reaching their ceiling. Fear can cause you to, to uh, stop and, and, and lose all momentum. Think about this. As a lion is pursuing its prey, uh, they prowl in the weeds so that you can't see them. They're disguised by the coverage so that their anticipated prey has no idea that they are there. What does the lion then do? Just as they prepare to pounce, they let out this magnanimous roar. Why do they roar? They roar to startle, to paralyze their prey with fear just for long enough 
for them to catch the prey and take them unawares. They use fear as a tactic to capture their prey. When we think about leadership and the fear of failure, I want us to understand something. Fear is natural and failure is inevitable. As a leader, you are going to find yourself afraid. As a leader, you are going to find yourself in failure. I don't care how hard you try or how hard you work at it. As a leader, you're going to naturally have some anxieties and some fears that you are going to face. And no matter how much you do, how hard you work, how conservative you are, failure is inevitable for a leader. Failure is inevitable for a leader. Why am I saying this? Well, because I want to acclimate you to the thought that fear and failure go together and fear and failure are a part of leadership. So if in fact we are going to um, have a threat that's real or imagined uh, that causes us to be afraid and experience this distressing emotion called fear, if in fact we're going to fall short of our desired success or something we expect or, or want to be approved in, if, if these are inevitable, then how can we as leaders uh, make the most of this opportunity? I can hear you saying, Coach, I hear what you're saying. I've been where you are, but can you help me get out of there? Well, well let's just talk through this a little bit today, and hopefully we can really address this in a way that you can overcome the fear of failure uh, that you have as a leader. As we've already established, leaders will face fears. That is not the question. Leaders will fail. That, that's not the question. The question is, how will leaders respond in the face of fear as it relates to the fear of failure? Think about this. As a leader, there are so many things that you can control. There are so many things that are within your sphere of influence, leadership, and or control. So, so let's talk about this. Understand that your response to fear is really determined by your preparation. Your response to fear is determined by your preparation. What, what do you mean? Uh, when you uh, prepare or how you prepare determines how you respond. Many fears that leaders face as it relates to failure are imagined. It's as if you're writing a script and you write the ending where you lose. Now, listen, if there's an unwritten script concerning you, I learned this. I believe it was my mentor, John Maxwell, that taught me this. If you're going to write the script, why don't you write it in your favor? Why don't you write it where it comes out in your favor? I'm not sure if it was John who said that, but it was definitely at a John Maxwell event. And, and so, it was like if you have a blank story and you're going to assume, as a matter of fact, I know exactly who it was. It was Chris Robinson. I want to give credit to the right person. Chris said, listen, if if it hasn't happened yet, if the outcome has not been determined and you're writing the story, why don't you put an ending on the story that has you winning? 
<laughs> instead of preparing to lose. If you have decided that you're going to lose or you are afraid you're going to lose, you're going to then perform as if you've already lost. So what you have to do is make sure that you can help overcome your fear or respond to fear before it ever has a chance to show its ugly head. You want to deal with your fear in your preparation. That is a a way I want you to think of this. So if I'm prepared, there are things that I can manage before they ever become real in my life. And writing a false narrative that I've already failed cannot be productive. So I can take that out of my life and many failures that I've worried about will never manifest themselves or come to fruition because I didn't write them and make them real in my life. Additionally, I want to say this about fear and anxiety. Some fear and anxiety is natural, and it can be even healthy for you. It can be good for you. Um, I speak regularly. I speak very, very regularly in, for, in front of crowds. And, and so uh, as a part of that, um, I, I, people would think that, well, maybe you don't get anxious about it because you do it literally every week, a couple of times a week. I'm going to be speaking in front of a crowd. Um, but I want you to know that every time I get up, I'm I, there's a certain amount of anxiety. There's a certain amount of concern. You might even say fear. Uh, but but the thing is, is that 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 anxiety that I have, it doesn't make me uh, afraid to to go and do it. But it does create a consciousness. It creates an awareness of the gravity of the opportunity that I've been given to speak to people. And so as I'm speaking, I want to get it right. So this anxiety causes me to to prepare to to uh, do my research and and put the time in into the talk so that it's going to come out uh, the best possible way so the anxiety keeps me honest the anxiety causes me to honor my craft the anxiety says you'd better get prepared and so that I can do the best that I can do does that mean that I always hit a home run no way does it mean that but it means that I'm going to be better prepared because I've got a little bit of uh, anxiety. I'm a little bit unsettled. So that becomes a, a really good tool for helping me to overcome the ultimate fear of failure because I'm better prepared. Uh, other fears can literally be neutralized by preparation. When you have a fear that you're not going to do well, work harder on the front end. Do your research on the front end. That's part of how that that anxiety drives me to prepare. So now when I get prepared, I can neutralize some fears. Uh, I can learn how to best present my notes. What type of monitor situation do I have? What type, how, how do I see my information? Do I have a backup? Uh, for many, many years, I was a paper person. Oh, my goodness. I kept paper with me all the time so that I would have my notes because I didn't trust technology now, uh, and I didn't trust my use of technology as well. But now we do things. We we charge our systems. We have uh, backups. But I'm telling you, you can neutralize the fear of your uh, tablet failing if you keep a copy of your notes on paper, in your pocket, if you keep uh, another device like your phone with a copy of your notes so that if you have a calamity that happened in mid-stride, you've got a backup plan to go to. That's preparation. You're preparing just in case your system that has never failed you before, that has always worked, you're prepared just in case it doesn't work. That's going to take some fear out of there because now, although it may be uncomfortable, although you may have to pivot 
you won't have to worry because you will maybe not have memorized your your talk in such a way that you need that or what you're doing. I'm using this fear because people really fear speaking and leaders always have to speak. So think about that in, in the office. Do, do you cross train your team? Do you, do you uh, cross pollinate ideas and get best practices? So if you have someone who is out sick, you, 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 you mitigate for a single point of failure. You want to make sure that you never have one single point of failure where if this person isn't here, it doesn't happen. And too many times for entrepreneurs and leaders, we are that one person. If we move out of the way, our, our organization crumbles, our organization fails. That is a sign of poor leadership. We have to make sure that we're prepared in case someone doesn't show up or in case I can't make it. What happens in the event of? That's a fear that you could have, but you can mitigate that fear by preparation. See, when you're prepared, uh, confidence naturally increases. When I know that I have a team who can perform in my absence, I'm less concerned about being absent. When I know I have a backup to my backup to my backup, I'm less concerned about my primary being a failure. So we have to make sure that as we're prepared, we understand it naturally generates some confidence and begins to increase our confidence in what we're doing, and we're less concerned about the failure. Uh, When you anticipate obstacles, when you anticipate failures, when you anticipate problems, they become easier to navigate. Even though you may not know the specifics of the terrain you're about to cover, if you understand that there could be a change in terrain, so now you're ready, you're looking for, you're anticipating, you will see it more quickly than others see it. John Maxwell says that leaders always see before others see. They they know before others know because they are always anticipating there could be a challenge there. So because I'm anticipating, I get a longer gap between my awareness and the encounter. When I have have a bigger gap between my awareness and the encounter, that gives me a larger space to plan. That gives me a bigger time to get ready. So now I have a a way I can deal with this potential failure, this, this potential crisis. I can deal with it. I can navigate it because I anticipate it. But the other thing that preparation does is preparation, it addresses what's known, not just the unknown. So when you when you ha- when you're preparing and you address the known, I have tendencies in my leadership. I know where I am effective and you know where you're effective. So think about it. If you're one who who overplans and overthinks, you want to have someone on your team who can help you to make a decision and execute. So if you're one who underplans, who who goes to market without having all the details, you want to have someone on your team who's doing the details because that's not where you're good. So you want to make sure that if you are a people person, that, that you have someone who is a detail person to deal with the details. But if you're a detail person who's not really concerned about people. You've got to have someone to help you with the people. You In addressing the known, what you know about yourself, what you know about your culture, what you know about your organization, that's going to give you an opportunity, my friends, to be able uh, to really deal with this thing that we call fear of failing. Because if we address what we know, we're going to perform better. See, preparation makes the unknown more bearable. 
Because all I have to deal with truly is the unknown. If I've dealt with the known, then I'm not trying to balance the two. I, I've dealt with this. I prepared for this. Now we have uh, something that's shifted in our process. We can give that our, our full attention and we can navigate that crisis. This is how we begin to really face the, 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 the facing fear, uh, the fear of failure, facing this head on and really dealing with it. I want to give you uh, just a few things uh, that are going to help you. So, so when you're dealing with fear, here's the challenge for leaders. The fear of failure can cause a leader to become stagnant. When you're afraid you're going to fail, you may stop moving. I want to encourage you, you've got to keep moving. Uh, not only do you anticipate failure, you mitigate failure. How do we overcome? How, how do we deal with it? How do we neutralize it? How do we deal with what we're going through right now? So we anticipate it, we mitigate it, uh, and then we learn from failure. This is the biggest one, I think, of all. Why do I think this is so important? Because if I fail and don't learn the lesson of failure, then I've got what I tag a wasted failure. I don't want wasted failures in my life. I don't want to fail at the same thing twice. I don't want to make the same mistakes over and over again. So what I want to do is maximize my failure by learning from the failure so that I don't have to revisit it. I'd rather learn the lesson through the difficult time than have to relearn the lesson through repeated failing in the same area. So I anticipate failure. I mitigate failure. I learn from failure. And then lastly, my friends, you have to have the courage to fight through failure. It's going to happen. You're not going to always be 100%. You're not always going to know what you know. You, you, you don't know what you don't know. So, so you, you're not going to know that and you can't really prepare for it. So it's going to happen. And when it happens, you don't let it get you down. You decide to fight through that failure. Why? Because I've got to learn the lesson in the failure. I've got to overcome the failure. I've got to mitigate the failure. And I knew it was coming. I didn't know how, but I knew failure was coming. So I've got to have the courage to fight through failure. That, that's really what I'm trying to do. So, so, so what I want us to understand is that when we look at this, um, fear of failing, it, it can cause you to become stagnant. It can, it can cause you to miss opportunities. It, it can cause a leader to never reach their full potential. Um, it, it can limit your success. And so you have to really, truly anticipate, mitigate, learn from, and fight through failure. Because you don't want to be sitting here uh, at 50% of your best, the best version of yourself because you're afraid of making a mistake. Uh, what I've often been told is, is, is uh, if, you, if you don't fail, uh, then you left money on the table. If you, if you never miss it, if you, you didn't, then you didn't take enough risk. Now, you want to manage your risk. You don't want to be reckless, but you do want to make sure that you are taking the shots you're supposed to take. Uh, it's often been talked about the number of shots that Michael Jordan took and hit for game-winning shots. And everyone talks about the game-winning shots, and we can remember them. We can remember against the Utah Jazz where he pushes Russell slightly and, and, and pushes him to his right, stops at the, at the free throw line, pulls up for a jumper, wins the game. We remember that. We can, re we can visualize when he hits this. We can visualize when he hits the shot, pulls the fist down, and he pulls up six fingers and says to say, I've won six rings. But that only happened in comparison to the number of times he, he missed the game-winning shot. It only happened a small percentage of the times. But we, we, we remember when you make the shot. And what we know is you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So make sure you're taking enough risk and get out there. So anticipate failure. Don't be afraid of it. 
Mitigate failure. Don't be afraid of it. Learn from failure. Don't be afraid of it. And fight through failure, my friends. That's what I'm looking for you to do because you're a leader. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining us on Speaking With One Voice. I am your host, The Coach. I want to thank you for liking this podcast. I want to thank you for sharing it. I want to thank you for our ratings. We love your feedback. If you've got some topics you'd like to hear me talk about, by all means, please send those my way. Rpain at onevoiceinc.org or simply go to our website, Rodney Rpain. RodneyRPain.com. And what I want you to do, think about this. Maybe you'd like to be a guest on the show. If you've got a great idea, perhaps you can reach out to me. We can vet this idea and I can have you as a guest on the show and we can talk about what you're going through and get some real-time help with your situation. So by all means, reach out to us at the various platforms we've just discussed. We're on all of the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok at RodneyRPain. And we want to make sure that you are following us, liking us, and turning on your notifications. Please turn on your notifications so that you get information when we drop new content. Don't forget Live to Lead Oklahoma City 2022 happening October 7th. And we are starting. Our doors are going to open at 7.30 a.m. And you want to be in the room for that. We've got great speakers. Uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin, Dr. Tim Elmore, Eric Thomas, John Maxwell, Patrick Lencioni. You want to be there. And I'm doing a very, very special piece for you on decision-making. So you want to be in the room. Breakfast is included. Lunch is included. $79 uh, to get in the door. Uh, $99 for VIP. And we also have a virtual-only option that you can log in through our LeaderPass platform if you order that Leader Pass platform today, you get content today. If you order a VIP in person um, ticket, you can also get access to that Leader Pass because it's included in your ticket. The virtual pass is $79. If you come in person, do a $99 VIP. The $79 virtual is included. Listen, you want to be in the room. That's really what I'm trying to tell you. So I want to thank you for hanging out with me uh, in this room today. You know who you are. You are the ones that we love to add value to each and every day, leaders who make a difference. And I want to thank you for joining me on Speaking with One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. Until next time, let's keep growing together. Listening to Speaking with One Voice. Please remember to follow Rodney Payne on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rodney R. Payne. We'd love to hear from you and get your feedback, so please feel free to leave us comments. And if you would rate and subscribe to the podcast, we'd appreciate that as well. Don't forget to set up for notifications so you can get the latest updates and social media posts and get new podcasts when they're released. As always, use the hashtag speaking with one voice or simply SWOV on any of your social media posts. On behalf of Rodney Payne, thanks again for listening to Speaking with One Voice.